Welcome. You're listening to Wedding Venue Business Radio, a podcast for anyone who is thinking about starting or is already a few years deep into their own wedding venue business. Whether your property is on the beach or in the middle of the country or smack dab in the heart of downtown, this show is designed for you. I'm your host, Ami Quirconi. I'm the author of How to Turn Your Rural Property into a Wedding Venue Business, and I have a new business book called The Fearless Woman's Guide to Starting a Business. I'm a business coach, consultant, former wedding venue owner, and I'm here to help you. So if your dream is to be your own boss by hosting one of the best days a family has in their lives on your property, then you're in the right place. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. This is going to be a short little episode, but it's very important um, because it's a question that I get asked an awful lot by other people, Um, you know, sometimes through emails and even with my coaching clients, they hit me up and they're like, okay, so now I have weddings on Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays. How do I get everybody in for a rehearsal during that time if they all want the same time, right? So what we're talking about is, is coordinating rehearsals with multiple couples. So when you have a lot of weddings going on in the same weekend, this can become a logistical challenge or even a downright nightmare if you aren't adequately planned. But what we're going to talk about is with the right planning and communication, how you can actually manage that pretty effectively. Because what you want is to make sure that every wedding party has the opportunity to be prepared for their big day, allow them to get familiar with your venue, and maybe even go through their policies that you have for the venue um, and any of the timelines that they have that they're trying to coordinate on their end. So here are a few tips on how to coordinate the rehearsals when you have multiple weddings in the same weekend at your venue. One, offer alternative days for rehearsals, right? A lot of people think that their rehearsal needs to actually be um, the night before their wedding event, but obviously we can't have rehearsals on Friday nights when the Saturday for the Saturday wedding, right? Because you got a wedding going on. And, and if you're the Sunday wedding, what are you going to do then? So one thing that I always did was that I would actually offer a different day that in which multiple weddings could show up and do their rehearsals. For, for example, I used Thursdays. So Thursday was a rehearsal day for all the weekend weddings if I had a triple, uh, triple booking. This way, every wedding party can have their rehearsal on the same day that works for them without conflicting with another wedding going on. And you can schedule these for each for an hour for each person to come in so that the wedding parties all have enough time to go through their ceremonies. Now, I would also encourage early scheduling. That means to make sure that everybody gets their preferred rehearsal time. I'm sending out reminders to everybody to let them know that, hey, we've got three weddings booked that weekend. Um, Let's go ahead and get your time on the calendar so that you can come in with your group and you guys get a chance to be able to uh, walk the property, you know, work out your timelines, whatever it is, and let me answer some questions for you if you have. This way, you also can avoid having any last-minute scheduling conflicts. Um, And that you can assure that you've actually know when your rehearsals are showing up so that you can prepare your own workload accordingly. Another option is for weddings that can't actually make it to the venue, let's say on Thursday night, you could offer a morning rehearsal on the day of the event. Now, this is a great option for couples who are traveling from out of town or for those who have limited availability. With the morning rehearsals, you can ensure that each wedding party still has their time to rehearse and get familiar, but you're actually offering it at a, at a different time. So let's say your venue opens up at 9 a.m. for your wedding uh, couple that day, but maybe you're willing to schedule an 8 a.m. rehearsal um, for the wedding that's the next day um, so that they can squeeze in a little bit and then be able to get them out and then have the property ready for the actual wedding of event that day. That's up to you if you want to do that. I didn't do that, but that could certainly be an option for you to consider. 
One thing, though, that I actually did quite often is, is I would uh, recommend off-site rehearsal locations. That is um, for weddings who can't be there on Thursday, right, because of timing and family members coming in from out of town, is suggesting nearby parks or maybe even reminding them that if they have a backyard that's big enough, that they could actually do their rehearsal there. A lot of people think the rehearsal has to be at the venue, but in fact, it doesn't need to be at the exact wedding location. The point of the rehearsal is to practice the timing and the cues with the wedding party, the officiant, maybe your DJ or musician. And this honestly can be done anywhere as long as the wedding party can get a sense of the timing and the flow, right? So that's a great alternative for people that are freaking out about when their rehearsal is going to be and they're, uh, they're concerned that they can't actually have it at the venue. Suggest some other big places nearby or some other options for them to consider. Now, what makes it go really nicely, as I mentioned earlier today, is that you've got to always be clearly communicating with every wedding party when you're coordinating this so that you don't end up having people overlapping um, and, you know, kind of coming in at the wrong time and having, you know, wedding parties getting mixed up you know, with their rehearsal times. You want to make sure that every wedding party understands the scheduling process, they know what to expect, and that's why it's always a good idea to send out information via email and to communicate any relevant information um, that's important to get to everybody. Clear communication helps uh, avoid confusion. Um, the other thing, too, is you don't want to have everybody trying to rehearse at the same time. So this goes without saying, stagger their rehearsal times. And also, when you're co coordinating multiple weddings on the same weekend and doing this weekend after weekend after weekend, you're going to need to have clear boundaries. Someone is going to actually ask for an exception to your rules. And it's okay for you to have a standard process and to stick to it. As I've mentioned in the book, as I've mentioned to my coaching clients, rehearsal periods and allowing an opportunity to rehearse on your venue was complimentary. So I always equated it to the continental breakfast that you could get at a hotel. It wasn't a guarantee. It was an available time. Here's the day I do it. Here's the times that you have available to it. You are welcome to use it. But if you can't use it, it's now not a credit back on your, uh, your venue rental fee. You don't get an hour of extra credit because you didn't use the rehearsal period. You don't get to make up any time that you want. You don't get to add an hour onto your venue or add an hour to the beginning of the day. Okay. Setting a clear boundary that it's a complimentary service that you're offering and when it's available to you is okay. Not everybody will love it, but I will tell you that most of the time it worked out just fine. And actually a lot of times when people couldn't do the Thursday night option, they actually did a, an offsite rehearsal. They found that it was just as easy to do it in their, you know, their own backyard, or they went to a park where they could actually have a picnic rehearsal dinner. So it's not the end of the world if people can't come in the night before their wedding and do their rehearsal with you. When you do have your rehearsals, be there to offer support and guidance. And I always took advantage of those rehearsal opportunities to disclose what the, the property rules were, to get buy-in from everybody um, on what the, the boundaries were on the day of the event, right? Let them know that if there were problems, I'm coming to them to help them mitigate if it's like one of their guests that's acting out of control, kids that are running around doing things they shouldn't be doing, etc. I used rehearsals as a great time to be able to let you make sure that they understood that they were responsible for decorations and the cleanup at the end of the night, and that I was not there to clean up their venue for them. Uh, that allowed me sometimes to get ahead of problems where um, people hadn't picked up their cleanup crew, and the rehearsal was when we finally established who was going to be in charge of cleanup, and I was able to remind them what cleanup was going to look like and how to get planned for it, especially when they're sober, because by the time cleanup happens at the end of the event, some of them have been drinking, right? 
And so your rehearsal is an important thing to not just allow the couples to come in and run their timing, but for you to be able to manage the expectations with the key people in this wedding group, right? These are the closest family members and friends to the couple. They're the ones that are most invested in the event with the couple. And um, and this gives you a chance, again, to, to enlist them in on helping this become a great event. They become your stewards of the property um, so that you can be a chaperone um, and not have to over-involve yourself or stress out, quite honestly. So coordinating rehearsals with multiple weddings in the same weekend, huge challenge, can be really, um, you know, kind of out of control, but it's really easy to do if you have an efficient system set up, if you actually have like one day a week that you're offering it, you have set times people can choose, and you're offering it um, to uh, and encouraging it early for people to get scheduled so that they can use it. And then if they can't use it, you're offering them some alternatives for them to plan for that they probably haven't thought about. Remember, you're the wedding professional. This is going to be what you know best. They These folks, they're hoping that they only get married one time in their life. And so they're not experts in this. You're the expert. So be the expert and offer them that support and give them some good ideas. And remember that every wedding is unique. So it's okay to maybe think about a little bit of flexibility, but it's also, it's also, also, you have my permission, have your boundaries on what your rules are. And if they work for you to allow you to be successful at running your business, it's okay to stick by them if you need to. But you want to ensure that each wedding feels that they're prepared and that they feel confident for their ceremony. And with the right planning and communication, you can definitely help make this a smooth process and as stress-free as possible for everyone involved, including you. Thank you for listening to Wedding Venue Business Radio. All of the information talked about in this episode can be found at weddingvenuebiz.com. There you'll also find links to the book, online courses, and a way to contact me if you have any suggestions for the show or are interested in business coaching. Until next time, have a great day.